Previously on season two of See You in Another Life Brothers. Hey, hey, what are these blast doors for? Hey, don't ask me, man. They designed this place back in the 70s. Everyone was high on the weed back then. Fresh! Well, at least I still have you, taller ghost Walt. Kisso! This is because I tortured all those guys all those years ago. Well, you are just a dark storm cloud, aren't you? You waited 40 days to poop? Well, you waited 40 days to remind me! I keep randomly seeing a soaking wet Malcolm David Kelly shushing me and speaking in reverse. Crazy. What is wrong with you? I was doing an autopsy and the girl woke up. Again? Yeah, it's just so hard to tell if people are dead or not. Fresh! What is your name? Uh, uh, ben? I, I mean, I mean Henry. H- Henry Gale. Yeah, that's the ticket. Wait, what was that about confessing to murder? We got it. The diaper commercial? Yeah, bro! <gasps> you all, everybody's! You are, everybody's! You need to let go and watch something else. It's a leap of faith. I don't know how. Fresh! You know, I think this just proves that old saying. All we really need to survive is a brother who loves us enough to stop us from overcooking our hot pockets. And you have him. Kiss Fresh! Hey everybody, welcome to See You in Another Life Brothers, and this is the Season 2 Recap. Pew, pew, pew. I'm on fire, I'm on fire, oh god, I'm on fire, put him out, put him out, ah, oh, no. tell my wife I love her. Oh man. Who's downer? That guy just... Flew out of the uh, the introduction, and I don't think he made it. Well, season two is, you know, a dark season. So, you know. That's a very good segue. I don't know. I didn't know. I, that that right there was masterful, my friend, because I don't know how you can segue out of that. But yes, this is the season two recap, and it was a very dark season. It's only fitting that someone would die in the introduction <laughs> to this party. A little guy that sounds kind of like Mickey Mouse just... <laughs> oh no, Pluto! He's kind of like it. Mr. Bill. Kind of like Mr. Bill. Yeah, it's Mr. Bill. That's what it would be. Yes. Oh no! We should do a Mr. Bill podcast. Talk about every episode of Mr. Bill. <laughs> Let's just this... quit this podcast and Mr. Bill. This is the episode where he dies, and this is the one where he dies, and this is the one where he gets smushed. Poor Mr. Bill. Um, but yeah, season two, we made it, bro, all the way through another season of lost like 22 23 four episodes actually i think 24 episodes in season two and 25 in season one so we're over the 50 uh, 50 uh, beast 
podcast episodes. We're over 50 right now. Yeah. Man. We are middle-aged. Halfway to 100. Man, crazy. What are we going to do when we hit 100? Mm, probably uh, uh, even more extreme opening than the one we just had. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of little guys that aren't going to make it out of that. <laughs> it's going to be, be nuts. <laughs> You're going to be running and screaming, oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. But, uh, yeah. So, season two, bro. As you reflect on season two, what are your thoughts? I, you know, it was it was really fun. It's really fun to go through, you know, we've got all our prompts for things we're going to talk about favorites and least favorites and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and so i was going through the episodes a lot today you know thinking about all those and it's fun to look back and see um you know the beginning of season two uh compared to the end and even things like i hadn't really even noticed like the titles of the first episode and the last episode are kind of an interesting parallel of or I guess just bookends to it, you know, man of science, man mm-hmm. of faith and live together, die alone, you know, just kind of those pairings, yeah. um, very, very lost, you know, phrases. Um, and it just, it, it's a really, really good season. I, mm-hmm. I expected to, um, I don't know. Season one of lost is such a classic season of TV in my mind, you know, yeah. that I expected, going into season two for the rewatch, like an intense rewatch considering, you know, all the stuff we wanted to talk about. I expected that season two would be not a slump, you know, not a sophomore slump or anything, but um, I expected things to go down a little bit. Um, Just remembering the trajectory of the whole show. But I, I found myself enjoying a lot in ways that I didn't enjoy even season one, you know, like there were, yeah. uh, I don't know that I would rank season one or season two above the other. I think they're both really, really good, um, high quality. And I love, I love the fact that it goes dark in the second season, but doesn't lose, um, the fact that it's a very hopeful show too, you know, like there, there are these really inspirational moments, like the it makes the those moments even more great because because it's in the midst of such you know darkness I think but mm-hmm. but yeah what are what are your thoughts yeah I'd agree with a lot of that with uh, the season two uh, as you're talking about that like you think season two is a lull because I feel like that was the season where you know a lot of people started kind of going like, eh, I don't know about Lost. They got so excited with season one and then season two comes in and they're like, doesn't seem like they're answering a lot of questions. And then they started <laughs> to kind of sour on it because I think one was the Emmy season and I don't think two got as much love um, mm-hmm. in that way either. So you think of it like, oh no, this is where people start kind of wavering on the show. But I feel like... um Two, two is a very necessary, probably not my favorite season of the whole show, but a very necessary season. It's like the, you know, to use a, a, a well-known reference, like Star Wars episode, like the, fir- the the original Star Wars, where they had the first one, big victory at the end. And then mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back was the one where it's like 
doesn't have a happy ending necessarily. And it's kind of, or it's the dark night of the, the mm-hmm. trilogy. I mean, I guess if you could call, I, I feel like the first three seasons of lost are kind of a trilogy in a way. Mm-hmm. It's it. Mm-hmm. I, I always use this analogy and people are like, really, you're going this way with it. But I always think of it. It's like the Bible, the uh, mm-hmm. lost first three seasons are the old Testament. They're like, this is the kind of, we're establishing kind of the, the narrative leading up to really, giving it's giving four through six the meaning you know it's like Mm -hmm. this and it really is like three kind of brings it all to sort of a conclusion of like the good old days sort of of this Uh group on this island for it all gets messed up and just you know and then they're dealing with picking up the pieces in five and six so Mm -hmm. two is sort of the necessary like oh our heroes are not the greatest like jack and Locke really mess up and you know charlie's going through like his darkest period of his whole thing and mm-hmm. and then they get some chances at redemption in three so yeah you kind of think about the overall that's so so two is very necessary i really did enjoy it like you said a lot of great episodes and i mean i got a whole list of a lot of stuff but it's kind mm-hmm. of the the darkest timeline of lost yeah <laughs> or something I do, I do really like, like I, I, what you were saying about, you know, the first three seasons being kind of a unit, like unto themselves, uh, or even Mm -hmm. like, like the, you know, the Bible analogy, the Old Testament, uh, as opposed to the new, I think, I think, uh, that's a really cool thing to keep in mind here, because, you know, like we're two thirds of the way through that first half, you know, like Mm -hmm. of, of the whole series which is a unit, especially because the end of season three has such a surprising shift in the narrative that, you know, going into the second half of the series, basically, if you just number of seasons, um, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting to see ourselves uh, where we're at in that trajectory. We're getting there, but we're still kind of in the, like, the, like you were saying, like the good old days of them just on the island figuring out what they're yeah. doing. They're still all just flashbacks and all that stuff. And then four through six seasons, you know, everything changes the way they tell the story at that point, you know? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it does like, it's not just there's the, the story of loss, the whole overarching narrative Mm-hmm. I'll keep going back to that Old Testament, New Testament. I guess the, you could probably lump four in as part of the Old Testament, but really they do lean heavily on that sort of, especially in five, like for John so loved the island that he. Oh, that's so true. They <laughs> gave even himself up. You know, and the... so that Jack may. So it is, there are some definite parallels there, but this is, yeah. This is the fun part of the narrative, the 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 good old days that we're in right now, so we can enjoy being mm-hmm. here, even in the darkest of seasons. Um, I do appreciate, and I, we should kind of give it its final due here, like we talked about at the beginning in the in the opener about how um, the hatch is such a brilliant set piece and just yeah. so well done and so well yeah. made and. You know, it is season two. We don't see the hatch anymore after this, of course, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But um, it's such a great metaphor for 
where we're at in the series. I was thinking about it yesterday about how the hatch is underground. The hatch is yeah. it's basically a tomb, you know, almost like and it's it's locked into the seventies and it's it's just there. It's this mm-hmm. place where nothing progresses. And uh that's really kind of what you know, what Locke is struggling through this season. What a lot of characters echo at the end there. You're Mm -hmm. getting stuck. And some of these characters are getting stuck, even the ones that aren't trapped in the hatch. And uh, yeah, a brilliant choice to do the hatch for one year, blow it up at the end and say, okay, now we need to get back to the, (laughs) get back up and get some sunshine again and kind of find some redemption for Locke and some different things like that. So I really Mm -hmm. did enjoy watching, getting... Finding the hatch again and uh, all that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, a lot of season two is the idea of, you know, like, the and especially it begins with the episode titled Man of Science, Man of Faith. Like, when you've put so much effort into blowing open the hatch door, mm-hmm. you know, and then you look inside and it's a tunnel into the ground, what are you going to do? Are you going to believe that there's more to this, you know, that this really is still salvation or are you going to move on, you know, and, and the trajectory of like Jack and Locke and all the characters, but especially those kind of two central ones from that previous finale conversation, like that's, that's the trajectory of a lot in this season. You know, what are you going to do um, with this thing, the hatch and it's representative of, like you were saying, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the characters are kind of spinning their wheels and they're not sure what to do now. Um, and I think that's a, you know, even if some people would feel like that's indicative of the show, not knowing what it's doing, I think mm. it's actually a really interesting um, way of telling a story of, you know, this first season that's so exciting and, you know, it's a whole new world to explore. And then suddenly they're kind of stuck underground for a while. And what happens to all of these people when that's the case? Um, yeah, yeah. Season two is a is an interesting one, especially with the hatch. But mm-hmm. it's clear they knew what they were doing. I mean, yeah. from a like to progress the story the way they did, where you have these characters and slowly but surely they're falling apart to a point where when you watch it closely enough, like we did, and you get to like the whole truth. And you realize, oh my gosh, everyone's lying to each other. Yeah. And then they show the consequences of that. And then in the following episodes, like, I mean, two for the road is very earned. It's not just like, oh my gosh, you just shot Anna Lucia and Libby. It's a clear snowball effect of, mm. of how we, how we managed to get ourselves to this point. Like it, it's, it's because Locke lied to Jack about Anna and they decided to go out together and get their guns back from Sawyer. And Michael's lying to Jack to get them to leave. And, you know, and Anna won't tell anyone about what she's going through. And, you know, it's just, it's a snowball effect. And then the innocent, you know, Hurley and Libby get caught in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, from a character perspective, it's just very well orchestrated. And I, I love how they do very masterfully weave in like the others into that and like the mysteries of the island 
because they it's not like they're just world building for the sake of world building like some shows can do where it's like oh and now we're gonna go explore this no we're exploring we're exploring the others because the other you know slowly getting into that because they work with the characters it's like this is it made sense to throw ben into the mix right here because it works perfectly thematically with what's going on with Locke and jack and 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 it also makes sense from their plan you know in the long run about how ben wants to get you know jack because he needs to fix him and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. it's very well constructed um and uh yeah i like lost did i mention that you know i think we've said that a time or two on this on this show but in case people don't know i i really like lost as well yeah we never introduced ourselves at the beginning my name's joe and i like lost my name's andy and i like lost well there we go there you go i'm dying over here shut up he's not part of this episode he's not part of the show here he's still alive he's kicking over there just just get out of here tell my story (laughs) um anyway for the record there is no little man that we're torturing over here don't worry about it um yeah that's i mean i think that kind of encapsulates season two i know we have a ton of (laughs) we have a ton of season two (laughs) i guess you could call these season two superlatives i think Mm -hmm. we gotta just jump right in here because we only have so much time to do this episode but I want to talk some of these. These are going to be fun. Basically, if you didn't listen to the season one recap episode, listeners, what we do here is we basically name our favorite stuff. We go through a bunch of different categories of the best, the most noteworthy, some of our favorite whatever. Um, And uh, yeah, we compare notes. Let's see. I'm curious to see if we have any similarities here on some of these. I feel like last, last time... I was worried I was going to have all the same answers as you. And we had very, I feel like we had very different, you know, like yeah. surprising different things. And I'm wondering if it's going to be the same this time again, because writing some of my favorites, I was like, oh, I bet you're going to have a similar one, <laughs> you know, but there's mm-hmm. so much to pick from. So I'm really curious to see, see where we land on all these different things. So. All right. So I think we should just start off with uh i just have them in this order here um so this is a very important category best sawyer nickname and there's a buffet of choices here from the i mean season one it was a little tough we realized that they really kicked it into high gear in season two because i think they realized how much fun it was and how the fans enjoyed it like let's just keep let's let's just whip out all these (laughs) nicknames um so Let's see. So I'll go through. I had a bunch of ones that I was remembering uh, that I had written down in my notes. These are the ones that I found noteworthy. Like um, I had Mr. Clean for Locke, Jethro for Hurley. (laughs) He also did Gandhi for Locke, which I appreciate. That was well done. (laughs) Tokyo Rose for Sun, Barbar Hurley, Thelma, Kate, Sunshine for sun. That's kind of a lazy one, but I, I kind of like how he said it there. Hey, sunshine. Yeah. Like <laughs> Pillsbury and Jabba for Hurley. A lot of Hurley ones in there, of course. Mm-hmm. Those were a few. Those aren't my favorites, but those were a few of the... the that, that's not my favorite. But, uh, mm, yeah. My 
my favorite was the first one you listed, Mr. Oh, really? All right. I just I I knew as soon as that episode happened, I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> that uh, that's the one to beat for me because I just love. I feel like that one has always stuck with me as like just such a funny moment where because uh, then Locke is like, why did you pick that name? And he's like, well, give you a mop and an earring. I mean, obviously, you know, it's perfect. Yeah, it's it's, it's so on point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. But my my favorite. um, And I, I like when we were talking about the episode, I, I never I don't know the reference that he's talking about. But it's in SOS when he's talking to Bernard and he says, you having trouble at the sand factor factory normal Ray. I I didn't know the reference, but I always love that. Just normal Ray is just like for Bernard. And then I look it up and it's like, it's a movie about union, you know, issues. And for some reason, normal Ray for Bernard is just Just so on point. The way he says it and the way he just is so clearly enjoying himself there, even though he's, He's reconstructing his tent while he's doing that. Yeah. really destroyed it. <laughs> uh, but it's classic Sawyer. That one. I give that one a 10 out of 10 right there. It's a, it's a good moment. Did you have any other uh, ones that I didn't mention, like runners up or anything? Honestly, you named the ones that, that came to mind. I, I need to keep a list for season three because I didn't do that for this, but I knew that, you know, there were a few that came to mind, like, for especially for Hurley, Jabba, yeah. and Jethro and stuff, and um, the, but Mister Clean just always stood out as as such yeah. a good one to me. So it's fantastic. So there you have it, Mister Clean and Norma Ray. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um. Then we had uh, our next category that I have here: most boneheaded lock moment, and. I want to preface this and just say, I want to apologize to John Locke out there. Um, we give him such a hard time on this show. And I know he's a real guy. Um, and <laughs> he's listening. Or Terry O'Quinn. You know, Terry O'Quinn, if you're out there listening right now, we apologize for giving your character such a hard time. But we do it just, because we love him. You yeah, know? I do love you, John you gotta Locke. love him. John Locke is all of us. Let's just say that. He is the, he's the Brita of lost John Locke <laughs> saying that and Britta is the heart and soul of community. I'll keep going back to mm-hmm. that. Well, but uh, John Locke. Yeah. He, he tries, you know, he's trying, but just keeps uh, stepping in it more than any other character. I feel like, and that's why we, I mean, there's other characters that mess up a lot, but Locke has the pencil incident and that'll always be <laughs> what we remember him for always at the top of the list. Yes. So most boneheaded lock moment. I had a few that I wrote down um, as I was trying to remember. I probably missed one or two, but I had in, early on. I think uh, this was a minor one, but telling Desmond that he was the guy in Man of Science, or it wasn't Man of Science, or was it when he says, "Are you him?" And he says, "Oh yes, yeah. I am," and then immediately just regrets it. Um, uh huh. Uh, I had an obvious one getting caught, his leg caught under the door and locked down. I mean, just trying to go yeah. under that. I uh-huh. mean, oh gosh, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's a painful a one. That one almost won, but mm-hmm. I didn't quite get there. Um, not noticing Charlie was following him in the long con. Like <laughs> that's, I mean, come on, Charlie can't be that stealthy. 
I mean, I know you're panicking and everything, but come on, Mock. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, this is a big one. Choosing his father over Helen in lockdown. That's a oh. heartbreaking one. That's yeah. just that's a good that, uh, that's probably the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, lying to Jack about Anna and two for the road uh, that we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And teaching Michael to shoot in the 23rd Psalm. Like, hey, Michael, I'll just teach you how to use a gun and not ask any questions or giving him a gun at the beginning mm-hmm. of the hunting party. Like, hey, nothing, nothing uh, suspicious about this. Yeah. Well, he was he yeah. he wanted to make up for you know that Michael wanted to bond with him, and he thought maybe he was over the pencil incident. So you know, perhaps yeah, they had a rocky pass. So that could be it. Yeah. yeah, those are a few. I do you have any? Because those aren't my favorite. I'll give my favorite in a second. But I guess. My, yeah, you you named you named all the top ones. I think there were there were a few at the very end. I feel like of the season that uh, all kind of coalesce, um, you know, like several steps that I would say uh, yeah. are, are the most boneheaded moment. Uh, I'm curious. So what is, what is your top one? My top one is, and I felt like this was too obvious, but it's just like not pushing yeah. the button and live together, die alone. I mean, mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> just destroying that computer there at the end. Yes. When Desmond's yeah. freaking out on him. Yeah. yeah, I my that was pretty much what I put. I put breaking the computer yeah. as the specific one that I thought was the most boneheaded move because everything up until that point, I can I can give him a pass almost. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can understand because like the moment where he sees the orientation video and the other hatch, you know, it's like oh yeah, his faith is shattered, you know, like, and you understand that Mm -hmm. you understand why he would, you know, get Desmond to help him not push the button. You get everything up until Desmond is like, wait a minute, this is real. I think I crashed your plane. And Locke is like, uh, I'm going to break the computer, (laughs) you know, like uh, what (laughs) that, that to me is, yeah, the, the ultimate boneheaded Locke move. (laughs) Mm hmm. Well, it's, yeah, the fascinating thing about that um, is Locke is acting in that moment like he's like, I'm finally free. This yeah. is my this is my freedom. But he's really still being manipulated by, you know, island forces, the monster or whatever, because that's what led him to that Pearl Station to mm. watch that video and then lose his fit because it's Echo that had the dream. Which, uh, if you interpret yeah. it like I do, that's a monster-induced dream. And so, mm-hmm. he's still being manipulated even when he thinks he's at his freest. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I also, I I think it's also, you know, it's, it's the manipulation, but it's also his pride, I think, at that point, too. Like, it, he's yeah. gone too far, you know, the fallacy of sunk costs. He, he's like, you know, mm-hmm. at this point it would be too much to turn back, you know, sure, sort sure. of thing. Um, and so he's like, I have to commit fully. I have to break the computer. And uh, he was wrong, as he'll say at the end of the episode. He was wrong. And thankfully, we have season three where he can get a little bit of redemption and find himself again a little bit. Here, yeah. So for a little while. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, we'll have to do, you know, we'll do most boneheaded lock moment in season three, I'm sure. But uh, maybe we should start giving another character more of a hard time in season three. I don't know. Who, could, who can we pick on? Um, hmm. How about most boneheaded Claire moment? <laughs> she doesn't make many boneheaded moves. Claire's pretty level-headed. That's not going to work. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see who starts being a bonehead. You know. Yeah, we'll find it. But anyway, the other one, the other character-centric award we have to give out, and I like to think we give out trophies for these. Um, of course, at our award show, the most, and this is a great category, the most delightful Hurley moment. Oh yes. man, heart and soul of the show, and uh, so I had a, I just had a few. It was dark seasons, so there weren't, you know, Hurley had a hard time here. He got caught in the middle of everything, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But there's a few, especially early on, like choosing to give away the all the food, and everybody hates Hugo. Um, uh-huh. You know, of course. that episode got pretty dark, and then he finally found it at the <laughs> end, so that was nice. Um, Waiting with Sun to see if Vincent poops her ring was nice. Oh, that was delightful. I forgot about that. L- little Hurley moment there. That's nice. That's a good one. Um, getting, okay, this one is a delightful Hurley moment if you don't think about where it's going, but uh, getting busted by Libby and Two for the Road, like planning the, uh, oh, the whole yeah. thing. He's like, oh, I'm not busted for that. Oh, Hurley, you're adorable. Like, you know, <laughs> that's great. But none of those compared. Well, actually, my 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 most delightful Hurley moment um, was, I think, one that's kind of uh, in a very. It's actually in a very, very, very one of the most the darkest episodes of the se- season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting Saeed to help him with the radio and the long con. Ah, yeah. Because I remember when we were talking about that, and I kind of made I made, had a realization. It's like. Sawyer is playing a game of manipulation throughout the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And then we get this subplot, the only sub- other plot in the episode where Hurley's basically manipulate, kind of manipulating Saeed into doing something that helps him. Yeah. In a way by leaving the radio uh, yeah. and kind of putting the thought in his mind. So that was delightful. Yeah. They didn't have uh, say anything over there. <laughs> it was a good, so good. Yes. Oh yeah, that's that that was one of my one of my runners up, I would say, that mm-hmm. that whole plot line. Um I had I had my my runner up that I wrote down for most delightful Hurley moment was I don't know if this really counts as a moment, but like the two moments when uh in season two where uh Hurley sees Jin and he gives him a thumbs up as he's mm-hmm. coming out of his tent. Oh yeah. And then later on when Jin sees Hurley and gives him a thumbs up yes. in a completely different episode, just those two moments together, I thought was, was a really just one of my favorite like little things that they did. Um, yeah. But my, my most delightful Hurley moment, even you just have to think of it on its own and not with what comes after is the scene uh, where he and Libby destroy his stash of food. Oh, yeah. I I love that scene. Just like the... There's something just so precious about him saying, you know, I'm sick. I have an issue, Mm. you know? And her 
not shaming him or not anything, but just saying like, well, why don't we just get rid of it? Just yeah. destroy it all. And it's just this beautiful scene, you know, like the, even though they're, you know, just totally wasting a bunch of food. It's just, just a delightful scene. So, yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe I forgot about that one. Yeah. That's a good one. There's so many good Hurley moments. So many good Hurley moments. What a delightful character. All right. Cool. So the next, now we're getting into kind of the overall awards here. Um, this is a big one. Favorite performance. Mm -hmm. Now this is favorite, you know, actor, actress. I I, I kind of thought of it as sort of like just, I did it for whole episodes is what I don't know if you did that too. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of what I did too. But I was trying to think of the ones that really like hit, hit home and like, oh man, those were ones that really wowed me. Um, mm -hmm. So I had things like Henry Ian Cusack and live together, die alone. I yeah. think his, his performance in that whole episode just, I mean, he was fantastic. Um, he was Harold nominated pa for an Emmy for that one. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Until I was looking up stuff about it today. He was he was nominated. He didn't win, but yeah. For that one episode. Yeah, you. It was a uh, like best, best, you know, like uh, guest star or guest whatever. Star. You oh, know. Okay. So. Yeah, definitely. And mm -hmm. he didn't win. No, isn't that ridiculous? <sighs> oh man, brother, that's that's as if Desmond didn't have a hard enough time. Yeah, he didn't win the Emmy. Um, but nice. Well deserved, though. Mm -hmm. um, I have Harold Perrineau for three minutes. I think that was a really hard one to pull off. Just you know, oh, making yeah. Michael sympathetic, even though we know what he already we already know he did. Yes, uh, some horrible things. Um, and I think he pulled it off there. You really understand Michael. I think both that and Adrift. I think Adrift also. It's a it's a tough performance in that yeah. one too, but he he pulls it off in both. Um, Evangeline Lilly and what Kate did, I mm, mm -hmm. I think you know, a solid performance. Especially she had to go kind of full unhinged there for a while. She's losing her mind. Yeah, um, and I think she did. Especially the the scene with Jack there in the jungle. Like she's just like I don't know what to do. That's a really um, good point. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was good. Michael Emerson, in, mm -hmm. in the, specifically in the whole truth. I think mm. that one, I mean, throughout the whole, I think you got to give some props to him. This is probably the only one that's not the main character in an episode that it's a, but you got to give Michael Emerson some props. Uh -huh. I think he was fantastic in that one, especially just being just the ultimate creep. Mm -hmm. And Jorge Garcia and Dave, I mean, once again, losing your mind. I think. Oh that was yeah, good that's too. so true. Yeah. But none of those are my top one. I don't know. Did you have any other runners up that you were thinking on yours? My my main runner up was Harold Perrineau with three minutes. Yeah. Just I mean, even just that one scene, you know, with with Walt. Um, but but especially the whole episode, I think that that's one of the most impressive um, performances of of maybe of the series but like especially of the season because yeah we've we've seen him do something so utterly unforgivable mm -hmm. and you know and yet we 
by the end of that episode, we understand and we maybe don't sympathize, but we we feel bad for this guy, yeah. you know, and what what he's been through, uh, even if it's still unforgivable what he does afterwards. But um, yeah, just an incredible performance. Yeah, for sure. So what was your favorite? My favorite was, um, and this is just, in my opinion, like when I think of season two, it's it's one of, like, if I just think of pure acting, I'm like, man, this is this is a magic trick, is Michael Emerson. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it, especially, so I, I wrote down, it was hard to pick an episode. I wrote down one of them because... Oh, yeah. It's the beginning, and we're introduced to this guy. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, like when they, I, I think when they first cast him, like he wasn't told immediately if he's a bad guy or not, you know? Yeah. Um, probably by the time they were filming it, he probably had some idea of what was going to happen and everything. But sure. Either way, the fact that you can watch that episode and think equally at the same time is he an other or just a guy who just really happened to be in the worst possible circumstance? Yes. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and when you rewatch all of the episodes that, you know, like after, you know, that he is in fact an other, I feel like you can see him doing such, you know, interesting things, mm-hmm. you know, like minute things, um that are just beyond like any other performance in my opinion like he's just he's just an incredible actor um going through all of those scenes and and kind of manipulating people but at the same time you're not sure if he's just a guy who needs to get out of there you know or if he's evil (laughs) um and that's just that's a magic trick in my opinion so yeah you see him transform over the course of the a few episodes mm-hmm. like slowly but surely you're like okay this guy starting to starting to feel off here mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah fantastic job by him and i think he's probably going to get you know do you think of season three season oh, four yeah. he's going to get <laughs> some great performances on his part mm-hmm. that i'll have to highlight but my favorite performance i i went with um terry o'quinn in orientation specifically i think in that episode you think about the flashbacks you think about how he had to play bitter in that opener which you know fantastic Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. want your five dollars back i want my kidney back and that's such a good moment there and just throughout kind of him struggling in the flashbacks and then on the island the the scene you know when he's in the hatch there and everyone leaves and he's like what am i supposed to do and just like you see all the the facade come down and then all of a sudden everyone comes back in and it comes up again. And it's very just, he had to do a lot in that episode. I feel like so. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Terry O'Quinn in every lock episode, but specifically this one, I think is very well done. Mm-hmm. His part. And that's, that's got that scene where, you know, at the end he and Jack, you know, in the whole, yeah. you know, why do you find it so hard to believe, you know, it's never been easy, you know, mm-hmm. like that whole thing, like, Oh man, he's, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm gonna ping pong between Michael Emerson and Terry O'Quinn for favorite performance for like every season from here on out. <laughs> yeah, those two. When did Terry O'Quinn win the Emmy? Like he won one. I think it was season three. Season three. I think. 
I think both so both he and Michael Emerson did win Emmys for it. I don't remember who won for which season. So gotcha. they're both so good. Nice. Well, there you go. Yeah, those two stalwarts, Michael Emerson, Terry O'Quinn. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. So we have some more to do, but I think it's about time that we take a quick break. So if you want to hear more of our Lost Season 2 Superlatives, you're going to have to wait like five seconds because that's how long it usually takes when we go to break. We don't have any commercials. Hang in there. We gotta get some sponsors, dude. We gotta like, I don't know. We'll figure this out. Like the Hanzo Foundation or uh, the Dharma Initiative or... uh... That'd be good. Like Apollo Bars or something. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But anyway, we'll see you in, we'll talk to you in five seconds, and we'll see you in another uh, segment, brothers. Ooh, that's nice. pretty good. <laughs> After this. Welcome back to See You in Another Life, Brothers, Season 2 Recap Edition. And I got a quick question, actually. I don't think I, I was going to ask you this. What do you think you like more, Season 1 or Season 2? I'll put you on the spot here. What do you? I think. Sure. I think, you know, as far as like ranking them, as far as quality, it's a really close call. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if like like I was saying earlier, like I don't know if I could rank them. Yeah. But I would say, I feel like, I, I think I like season one more. You know, just as far as like preference, like personal, sure, sure. like favorite type thing i think season one there's just something about everything being new and Mm -hmm. you know just kind of the exploration of you know each each time we learn about a character it's something fresh you know um like i love going deeper in season two but i I feel like season one might still have the edge just as far as like favorite between the two goes but yeah what what do you feel yeah, it's very close. When you think about it, it's like both of them. There's not really a, uh, there's not really a total dud of an episode. I mean, mm-hmm. you think the thing about yeah, when we get to three, there are <laughs> a couple yeah. of ones that you're like, eh. but one and two. I mean, they do have ones where you're like down a little bit. A couple of them here and there, but I think. I would probably go, I would probably actually, I might side with two a little bit more than one. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Desmond might put it over the top, actually. Like, you get Uh, Desmond and two, and like, I I do, getting Mr. Echo and some other new characters in there as well. Yeah. I don't know. I like them both. Um, I might go two a little bit more, but that can, that'd probably change tomorrow i'll break it up yeah no i like season season one more so yeah both good so let us continue with these season two superlatives and now we got a doozy of one a doozy of a category because i got like (laughs) i just went all out on this trying to figure out what my favorite scene of the uh season is which is tough because oh yeah there are a ton of great scenes in season two um yeah should i just rattle all these off Let's sure 
Yeah, so I got okay, Saeed and Anna in collision. That's one I always uh-huh. like at the end of the collision. Uh, yeah. I've always, I have always really appreciate that scene. Um Echo Echo and Anna Lucia in the other 48 days you waited this long to cry is just uh, yeah. a great moment. Desmond and Jack in the stadium and Man of Science Man of Faith is an icon mm-hmm. is just a classic scene, one that you always remember. Yeah, I got to put that one in there. Hurley handing out food and everyone hates Hugo. Um, mm-hmm. Locke and Helen at the end of orientation with uh, it's a leap of you know you've got to mm-hmm. let go, John. Basically, I love that scene. Yeah. Um, Saeed and Ben in one of them, and the, just the the Emmy scene of him just you would remember. Uh-huh. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's a great moment. Uh, Michael and young Walt. This is a little bit of an un, a low key one in a drift. Yeah. I really love that one. That's one of my favorite flashback scenes, I think, of the season. And it's kind of gets lost because it's so early. But just yeah. like your dad will always love you is a, is a great moment. Yeah. Saeed and Shannon in Abandoned. You can almost forget that Shannon was in season two. But that moment with them, mm-hmm. I, I think that's especially a, a profound moment for Saeed. Like, yeah. Yeah. Him mm-hmm. sort of finally realizing she's not she's actually seeing Walt, but more more so that she just needs someone to believe her basically mm-hmm. um the end of the 23rd psalm yeah like that's a great one the lord is my shepherd just that whole thing with just yes. the, the cuts of different like you know the the group being together is really cool i like what they yes. did there claire and aaron and maternity leave like saying yeah. we're supposed to be together that's uh-huh. another small one um echo and ben in maternity leave when he cuts off his beard Ooh, <laughs> yes that's like a great moment oh yeah uh hurley and libby and dave and i promise him about it at the end um uh-huh. with uh the two of them on the cliff there mm-hmm. desmond and Locke and live together die alone you know the it's real it's all bloody real and you saved my life so i can save yours is uh ah uh, yeah it's it's a it's a tremendous one, and believe it or not, there's one more that uh, that tops all the rest. But I don't know. Did you have? I hope you didn't have as many. <laughs> as I did, I only wrote down my top one, but some other ones that I was thinking of. Uh, I feel like there were so many big reveal moments mm. that I just really loved. Like I feel like there were like four of them in the finale. You know, I mean, like Desmond with. You know, like, I think I crashed your plane. Yes. You know, I mean, the the final moment where he turns the key and he remembers, you know, what Libby or uh, what uh, what uh, Penny said to him, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, the the <laughs> Saeed being at the top of his game uh, at the end of lockdown and that whole reveal of like, I um, uh, yes, I kept digging. And everything, and because I still did not believe, you know. You know, I skipped over thing. that one. I listed that one. In my oh, nice! <laughs> that, that one is like <laughs> ultimate Saeed, just like going as hard as possible, <laughs> you know. Like in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, there's just there's a lot of those moments that I was like, oh man, those are so good. Oh, and then the uh, the only other one I think I was thinking of was. Um, even though it's like a kind of a strange scene, 
I absolutely love the scene with Hurley and Dave in the woods yeah. where Dave is like, like, Oh, huh, isn't that crazy? How, uh, you know, like you won the lottery. What numbers did you play? You know, like mm. everything about that scene where he takes Hurley's whole experience post, um, uh, mental Institute and explains how it might be in his head. And that is like the coolest, you know, just creepiest twisting scene, uh, in my opinion. But yeah. yeah, That's a good one. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm remembering, like, I didn't even list the, like, <laughs> the end of collision with Rose and Bernard and Jin and Sun coming back, that whole thing. Oh, yes. That was tremendous. Um, mm-hmm. That, yeah. A lot of great moments mm-hmm. but uh i think my favorite though um of all of them has to be uh, uh, there's a couple in the episode but i would i i cited with rose and bernard at niagara falls and sos was yes. probably my favorite scene of the whole the whole season because uh, just the the rose bringing to it like i'm broken so i knew this would come basically i'm sick and i'm dying so you're gonna leave me and then bernard saying you haven't answered my question just like hits you every time like oh man that's a great moment and Uh, i think it it, yeah it sums up like the whole you know kind of season two in a nutshell is like they need to live together even though they're broken um and so that that and i mean it's between that and at the end of SOS with the, with Bernard saying I, I can't leave either, which yeah. they're both they're both basically the very similar scenes. So mm-hmm. those two would probably be my favorite scene of the uh-huh. season. If I had if I had written down what I'd been thinking earlier today, I totally forgot about SOS moments because yeah, those are yeah like that scene, the Niagara Falls scene, like. When you think about, like, the fact that those two are not, like, they are supporting characters, technically, for, you know, like, like they are, yeah like, only in a few episodes per season or whatever, mm-hmm. and a scene between the two of them that is so expertly written and so well acted that can be that emotional in such a short space of time is just incredible. Yeah, that's, that's such Absolutely. a good scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, my... Yeah. My uh my top scene, if if you can call it a scene, it's really just the montage. Uh although I maybe I would include the like the scene that goes before it, but really what I'm what I'm really thinking of is you mentioned it, the the end of collision. Yes. That whole montage scene. Because it's like you get so caught up in that episode of the mm-hmm. tragedy of what has happened that you forget until they like pull the rug out from underneath you that like Jin and Bernard are both just a few trees away from Mm -hmm. being reunited with their wives, you know, like that. And that all of these people have been torn apart from the moment they crashed on the Island and they all come back together. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, like, some of them, like, uh, the ones on the raft haven't been apart that long, but, like, just the, the, that whole scene, um, is just 
tremendous the way it's shot the music mm-hmm. all of that stuff everything just comes together in, in just such a beautiful perfect moving way um yeah that's it's it's hard to beat that like you know the the editing all of that stuff it's all just at the top of their game absolutely that's a great scene yeah mm-hmm. so good so good so there you have it basically every scene from season two we just listed off so pretty much the whole, the whole yeah. season's great um although we didn't list um some of the uh, dream sequences and fire plus water those are or or, or charlie um trying to uh <laughs> baptize the baby that's what that was a great scene right oh <laughs> we didn't do least favorite scene but i'm just gonna go on the record and say that's probably it uh for me i don't i'm struggling to think of anything worse than <laughs> <laughs> charlie trying to baptize the baby oh charlie oh man anyway so let's move on to another delightful category um so this was a tough one for me and i think Mm -hmm. it's kind of because i couldn't think of any but Mm -hmm. what i have is favorite side character like favorite and this isn't because we i think we over categorized here because we have flashback character too so this is two different Uh things so uh, so the very specific um parameters that i had in mind for a side character are someone who's not in a flashback and who isn't a character that has a flashback episode like a main character yeah yeah (laughs) so when you narrow it down like that you're basically left with like you got (laughs) libby um Uh uh-huh and then Frogert, um, <laughs> and then the one I came up with as my favorite side character is the unsung hero of the season, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, well, I guess you could say Rousseau is a side character too, but she's not my favorite. But I think Alex. You know, she's the best of the others right now that we've met. We haven't met Juliet yet, so it's like, yeah. I mean, she saved Claire, so that was. That was cool. Yeah. So that that would be what I'd say because there's not many to choose from. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, so for favorite side character, this was almost, I, you know, side and like our favorite characters category. It was hard for me to think of the distinctions between them. Sure. Um, and so I, w- I was like, oh, I don't know if this this counts or or, or not, but um, I'm gonna go with Libby actually. That counts because yeah. she, you know, I mean, like, yeah, she like is part of the main cast, but is kind of like side, especially because mm-hmm. she doesn't get her own flashback. But what's I think, you know, if she wasn't my favorite side character, she would actually be one of my favorite just top characters of the season i think Mm -hmm. because they do something so cool with libby that is so unique um which is she is like throughout the season is kind of on the sidelines and then before we really get to know who she is she's gone yeah you know she gets killed but she shows up in other flashbacks Mm -hmm. and we get a little bit more like bread crumbs of like who was she really and i think that it's just really cool that like she's so well played by i think it's cynthia watros yeah um like she's so well played 
but she gets to be kind of a mystery on her own. You know, like her character is a mystery to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And like a good mystery because she's a good person, but um, we're just left wondering, like, how do we piece together her whole life? You know, and it's just, I don't know. It's kind of a fun, like I always come back to Lost is just ultimately such a good show, like such a fun storytelling uh, series. And it's fun that they have a character who is just in her like existence, kind of a mystery to us, you know? Yeah. Um, that's just, just a fun thing to me. So. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say, I mean, I was never a huge Libby fan. I appreciated yeah. the character. Like I appreciated what, you know, they did with her and Hurley. I do think, yeah, like what you're saying, I think Cynthia Watros does a great job of making Libby a, you know, she's, she's a good character. It's clear that she's good and she cares about people and everything, but she's kind of an unhinged, almost at times character where you, you can kind of sense it. Like what like at the beginning with the guy with the broken leg and forty yeah. the other 48 days when she's telling <laughs> that story, <laughs> you're just kind of like, don't know what, like we're with Anna Lucia at that point. We're like, Oh, Okay, don't know what to make of Libby. <laughs> is she um, nuts? You know? <laughs> yeah. She was a psychiatrist. Yeah, and then she's in the psych ward and then, you know, we see her with Desmond and that and it's just kind of like, yeah. Who knows with Libby? Yep. Um it's fun to kind of like kind of try to piece it together, say what if. Yep. So there we have it. Uh, I added on today as I was just kind of going through least favorite side character because I was thinking about it and really this is just an opportunity to rag on the others. The others suck, but basically (laughs) what I'll say. So I had a few that I put in for least favorite side character. I mean, the obvious is Ben Henry, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, he's not my least favorite. Um, I put Inman. That guy sucks. He's not part of the others, but still. Tom, fake beard. Get a real beard, Tom. Come on, uh, man. And then I had Miss Clue. She's uh-huh. just the creepiest, most just off-putting character I think the show has produced. Like I, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be around this person because she's just she doesn't seem all there and very pleasant. Uh, yes. But none of those are my least favorite side character. My least favorite side character is Cindy. Cindy. Come on, Cindy. Come on, Cindy. What are you doing? Getting, getting disappearing and all that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't like her. That was just basically my opportunity to just throw Cindy under the bus, basically. That's why I put this guy. I absolutely forgot 100% about Cindy until you... <laughs> well, I forget. Yeah, there was a moment in the other 48 days where she was... Oh, yeah, she wanted she wanted to leave... No, it's not the other 48 days, but earlier where she wanted to leave Sawyer behind, basically. And that's, oh, yeah. That, that, that nail in the coffin. Like, I'm done Get with this. Get out of here. You're worse than the others right now, even though you got taken by the others. Maybe that's a little harsh on Cindy, but... Uh, she just up and disappears. I mean, who does that? Come who on. Who does that? Whatever. But yeah, so what do you got? Did you I know I sprung this category on you last minute, so oh, it was side character. Miss Clue 100%. Yeah. 
that was that was the first thing I thought of. And I was like, yeah, Miss Clue. <laughs> like when when you said you were including that category, I was like, bingo. You know, <laughs> just yep. like what what is her deal? Come on, Miss Clue. Really? Yeah, the worst. She's the. I don't know the actress's name who plays her. She does a great job. I'm not saying yeah. anything bad about her. It's no. just she's so creepy. Like, yeah. what's the deal? You know, <laughs> it's the stare and it's the just the like she knows better than anyone. Like, knows better than Michael about Walt and all that. And you're just like, oh, yeah, I don't like you. I do not yep. like you at all. Yep. So there you have it. Miss Clue and Cindy, the worst. Mm-hmm. So moving on to a good, a fun category, favorite flashback character. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of great flashback characters throughout the season. Um, did you have any that were on your like runners up or anything for this? I, you know, it's interesting, and I don't know if this this is fair. But um, I'll so I'll tell you what my runner-up was, and my number one, okay. and I I feel like both of them are like, I was like, is this fair to do? But my runner-up, both of them are kind of in a similar category. My runner-up was actually Libby, in the mm-hmm. finale, because I love her in that just like uh-huh. that she shows up, she pays for Desmond's coffee yep. and gives him a boat, yes. just like amazing. Yep. And my number one was Desmond in Man of Science, Man of Faith. Because oh, it's just like, that's like the best scene ever. You know, like just the coolest scene of he and Jack, you know. Um, and the fact that he's just this random guy. And he's like, but what if miracles did happen? Mm-hmm. And it, and then a miracle happens. And, you know, it's just like something that to, to me, that's, that's, it reminds me kind of, of, what I I'm sure was probably my favorite flashback character of season one, which was uh, Jin's father, you know, like that whole scene, like just a really uplifting one interaction with a character, you know? Um, And I just, it was, it was kind of fun. Like as I was going through, I was like, honestly, I love, I love a lot of the characters that they introduce in flashbacks, but I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if it's fair to include people who are kind of main characters, but that's yeah. what I was thinking. So, yeah, I had Libby from in Live Together Die Alone as one of my yeah. runners up, and I'm like, because mm-hmm. I was like, that that's just such a great moment, like yeah. a great scene, well played all around. Uh, I forgot about Desmond being a flashback character. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, because I, I had that as one of my favorite scenes. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a great moment, uplifting. Um, some of the others I had um, as runners up, I had Hurley's mom. Everybody hates Hugo. Just oh yeah, Jesus is calling. He wonders what what type of car you want. <laughs> I just love that scene. She's um, such a good character. And then I had some some. I don't know if this counts as a character, but I'll give it anyway. Dave and Dave. Um, yeah, just because of queso. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that alone. But Dave was a nice guy, even though he was trying to keep Hurley uh, eating and fat. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, and then I had everyone's favorite. I had a couple guys that, you know, 
were kind of under the radar, great flashback characters, but Ray in Two for the Road. Hey, Ray. You know, he was the guy at the police station that Anna talked to a couple times and he, he, he oh. told her about the uh, <laughs> thing in the bullpen. I love Ray. <laughs> I was like, it's like, wait a minute. I really don't remember a Ray. <laughs> Probably the most obscure flashback character. Um, him and then another obscure one, the priest in that tells Echo to, you know, why did I, oh, why do you think yeah, I chose yeah. you? I like that guy. I don't know why. I thought about him actually. Yeah. I was like, I was like, he's got a really great moment in the yeah. series, you know, in the in that episode. You know, it's really good. Mm-hmm. But my favorite is an actual character, unlike some of these other ones, <laughs> is Helen um, in uh, orientation. I thought about that. Yeah. I love how they throw this character in there for John because you know we'd heard him in um and walk about all the way back where he's trying to talk to a you know a telephone oh, worker named helen yeah and you're like and then they throw in a character who's actually and you understand it now you understand that scene better yes. and you just understand why helen's perfect like i love the scene with him and the at therapy at the beginning with the group and how afterwards she kind of meets him in that just that frustration and and doesn't try to you know fix him but just is with him is that sort of thing. And I think that, and she's trying to help him, you know, throughout it. And uh, it's kind of the perfect constant for John. Um, so Helen was the favorite, I think, mm-hmm. but I like Desmond was a good, I didn't think of him either, but that those, those characters that bring these great moments of like healing are yeah the best. You know, something I just realized as you were talking, I, I hadn't really thought about this, but, both Jack and Locke in season two, like their two flashback episodes are kind of them meeting. Yeah. Like their their then... kind of love interest and the second episode is them separating. That's you true. know? Which is just kind of an interesting I hadn't thought about that until just now. You know, they both get two flashback episodes and both of them are kind of the meeting and the separation of a woman they loved. Yeah. Which is just kind of heartbreaking, but also really an interesting parallel. So mm-hmm. interesting. Didn't think about that. Well, there you go. So Helen and Desmond take home the trophies for favorite <laughs> flashback character. Least favorite flashback character. Threw this in here just to kind of uh put some characters on blast. So here we go. I'm about to put some characters on blast. About Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne from um, <laughs> What Kate Did. You on blast. <laughs> We're roasting Wayne. Wayne, you come home drunk. You don't got blowed up, Wayne. <laughs> Charles Widmore riding around in your limo trying to keep Desmond from Penny. He's going to get the penny, Charles. You can't stop him. <laughs> You're on blast. <laughs> Susan from Adrift trying to keep oh, yeah. Michael from Walt. You done died, Susan. You're on blast. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> you roasted her. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, but seriously, Susan was one of my least just uh, yeah. that whole thing anyway. Not um, and then obviously Anthony Cooper. Mm-hmm. Just got to throw him in there. Oh, yeah. Um, he's going to be the least favorite in quite a few seasons. Yeah. But um, my least favorite of all is kind of an obvious one. Um, the uh, In the episode and found mm-hmm. the creepy doctor. Oh my gosh, that's what I wrote down too. <laughs> I can't believe you put that too. <laughs> that is the best thing that could have happened. I just probably blew up the speakers. Uh, that's basically why I made this category. So I'm glad we we're both thinking the same way. <laughs> when you when you said the when you texted me and said you want this category, that was my first thought. <laughs> but this guy is just like, I'm gonna drive up to Sun and tell her to get in my car, and then I'm gonna keep. <laughs> so not okay. He's the worst. Even worse than a guy who stole a guy's kidney and a guy who's keeping people apart. And oh, no, that's doctor far and away the worst. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so I'm glad we, we were thinking alike there. But yeah, did you have any other least favorite flashback? I, what I wrote down for least favorite flashback character was either Anthony Cooper or that doctor. <laughs> Anthony Cooper is just a given, but obviously also that doctor. Yes. (laughs) I love that we've we've varied quite a bit on so much else, but we agree on least favorite flashback character. (laughs) This is the one thing we agree on. That's (laughs) that's amazing. Oh man, that's good stuff. Well, I apologize if I if you're listening on headphones and the laughter your eardrums. That's too good. Can't help it. Can't help it. Anyway, so now the all that at, up to this point, that was just kind of that's amateur. That's like minor oh, league yeah. stuff. Now we're getting into the this is the big time stuff. It's like in in Zoolander. No, this is the this is the big awards. At the end. <laughs> top model, not top model slash actor. Um, but first, we have to talk about least favorite character. Before we talk mm-hmm. about favorites, I think we have to get this out of the way. So this is the way I was thinking of it, and maybe you thought of it, the main character. Like, a mm-hmm. character who has flashbacks, who's, like, part of the main cast. Mm-hmm. And as I was trying to figure out my least favorite main character, mm-hmm. um, I kind of realized that uh, it's it's a bit of a controversial pick, is what mm. I've got here. Um, I mean, I went through kind of the obvious ones. I was thinking about Charlie, mm-hmm. um, even though I, Charlie didn't make wasn't my least favorite because he kind of redeemed himself by the end. There, you mm-hmm. know, he's because he, he goes through the down point and he comes back. Um, so I didn't want to do Charlie. You know, you could go like Sawyer. He's mm-hmm. kind of conning people the whole time, but I, you know, Sawyer. He's bad, but you kind of enjoy it. It's almost like he's the. <laughs> So right. I wouldn't put him as my least favorite. Um, but I don't know. What what were you thinking before I dropped mine as far as least favorite? I was, you know, I was similar. Like I thought through some of 
some of those obvious choices, you know, like like Sawyer and and Charlie, you know, doing kind of terrible things, you know, but but both of them having some redeeming, you know, moments and everything, especially Charlie. Like I'm even though, <laughs> you know, uh, where he goes in the middle of the season is so uh, upsetting. Um, I like the fact that we get a redemption arc for him. Like yeah. they, they spend like the rest of the season kind of getting him back to a place where he's um, an acceptable character again, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I feel like those are ones that I thought of, but not, not my top one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What, yeah. what was your, uh, your least? And I guess I'm just thinking, I didn't even write this down, but I guess Michael's obvious, another obvious, like, least favorite yeah. like i'm like but i didn't put michael i'm like mm. michael seems to on he's already had a hard enough <laughs> season i'm not gonna <laughs> doesn't need your <laughs> he doesn't need my <laughs> but yeah michael seems like an but but my least favorite and it's almost a tie i think mm. it's there's a there's one and two um but i think it's a near tie between jack and Locke. Mm whoa i know right whoa i was thinking about that and i think i'm gonna go with jack like wow dr jack himself the main character of the whole season and the reasoning i give behind this is it's sort of what the indictment that you know sawyer gives in the long con like Mm. he and it's his reasoning is flawed obviously because he's just trying to get his stuff and being just a schnook but him saying that you you decided to let these two boys tell you what to do basically Mm -hmm. these two are the leaders basically they are the ones responsible for this debacle of this Mm -hmm. season like i would put jack i I would say Locke. you know this is Locke's worst season obviously him going just you know completely kind of losing it in the hatch yeah and just losing all of what great stuff he had in season one he's just Let's the hatch destroy him, basically. Yeah. Jack, um, I I think of like, you know, he lets Locke get destroyed. And he he let mm-hmm. he lets a lot of things happen. Like, especially at the end with and Live Together Die Alone, where he chooses to lie to to not tell Kate and Sawyer and Hurley yeah. and, and knowing them knowingly put them in danger, go along with Saeed's plan, which probably flawed and you know, there's a lot that Jack does in this season that it's it just it's misguided, and he kind of puts other people. He, he mm-hmm. kind of shuts them out. Um, so even though it's Doctor Jack, I would say mm-hmm. he's probably my least favorite of the season. For this season, yeah, that's a that's a it's a controversial take. Yeah, um, but I I really like the reasoning for it though you know like i you know we'll get to top characters and Mm -hmm. neither of those two was in my top five characters and i kind of wanted them to be because i love them you know like uh, those are two of my overall favorite characters of the series but i couldn't justify putting them in my top five you know because i was like man they're i love those guys but they they make some really bad decisions in this season you know even if it's an interesting storyline like especially for Locke, i feel like jack just makes a lot of bad you know like mm-hmm. a, a lot of bad 
choices or just doesn't doesn't do anything that uh he doesn't do the things that make me love him in other seasons you know yeah. uh in in season two i feel like um so yeah that's a that's an interesting take it's it's one that i go back and forth on because you know i think i'm just thinking about season two and there are moments like when he wins the poker game against sawyer and things like yeah, that. yeah that's but, true but overall i think on, on a full season level when you look at the macro look at the for, full forest and you're like jack and Locke kind of really got us into this mess and now they have to mm-hmm. clean it up and so hopefully you know after i watch season three and i get the feeling you know neither one of them will be my least favorite in season three obviously right. but that's where i'm at but where are you at what's your least favorite i so i went probably where where you went controversial i went probably the most obvious person sure. with michael yeah um and and it was hard because it's like you know i i i feel like i have to do that even though like i said you know lost to me like ultimately i love because of just the fun storytelling yeah way you know the way that they tell stories and like in retrospect seeing what they do with michael's character in this season is so tragic and heartbreaking and dark um but it is a really compelling build up you know yeah. like when when we were watching adrift i remember saying something along the lines of like this feels like the beginning of the villain origin story yeah. you know like and that like the fact that that's kind of his whole storyline of season 2 that builds to the end of two for the road you know is very interesting but i you know i mean it is this guy kind of turning into a monster who would do that you know mm-hmm. like like at least in that scene that is what he has become um and then him having to deal with the repercussions of it and you know stomach the fact that that's the sort of thing he would do um is tragic but yeah it's it's just so dark that i he has to be the my least favorite you know main main character going through season two so yeah yeah michael michael is pretty clear i just yeah i think you look at the guys totally responsible i think i'd still i would i'm going back and forth i don't know yeah where i go but i'll go with jack and Locke for now tomorrow it'll be different like i say so yeah that's how i feel about a lot of these i'm like this is me today so <laughs> yeah so how about favorite character now we get we get the least favorites out of the way and we can explore some of these favorites i had kind of a top i know he's gonna do top five i did top six i don't know if you did you do it in that kind of format sort of thing or i yeah i i had you know i'll i'll make mine top six too that actually because i have a tie for five so that that that'll that'll help me out so So why don't we do? Yeah, that works. So why don't we do it like this? Maybe I'll I'll say my six, you say your six, and we'll kind of go back and forth to get to to number one. We'll see how similar these lists are. All right. So starting at number six, um, couldn't do five. Had to add one more. Number Mm -hmm. six is everyone's favorite dentist, Bernard. I think Bernard, you know, introduced this year. And I just, you know, at first you're thinking, I don't know 
know, he seems a little, especially at the beginning of SLS, he seems kind of like the the buzzkill, but uh, you understand him as you go through that and you, you, you get where he's coming from and you appreciate the, the growth that happens where he's finally like, I can't leave either. Um, so love me some Bernard. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that because he's the one I just added as number six on my. <laughs> there we go. All right. Already similar. This is going to be the yep. same list for both of us, but yeah. Yeah. Bernard. We'll see. I, yeah, I love like, the fact that we we knew Rose had a husband and all of that mm-hmm. stuff in season one, um, and so you're wondering about, you know, who who would that guy? What would that guy be like? Um, and we get him, and he's just perfect. You know, mm-hmm. like perfect for that, and uh, and their relationship is such a good story, um, and he's not exactly what you might have expected from. Uh, Rose's husband like you know he he's not exactly like Rose like they're yeah. very different people but they complement each other so well and it, yeah he's just a a great addition to the series and he's white didn't see that coming <laughs> classic early classic early um all right how about five who's your five I had so this is where it kind of almost is is a tie I I was when I had to narrow it down to five, I put Rose as my number five. And, and so I put kind of the two of them as a pair, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, Rose is just such a, I just love Rose, you know? Um, and especially SOS, uh, both of their characters, but especially hers and the way we learn that, you know, she's kind of been keeping this secret that she is, better now you know Mm -hmm. like just everything they do with her character especially in that episode um and she's just a delightful character anytime she's around you know so yeah how how about you yeah rose is the best character on lost um yeah it's true so yeah yeah um number five for me and it's one that actually i kind of soured on a little bit later in in the series in the season but kind of came around to at the very end. And I, I I loved him too much in the beginning to not put him on the list. Mr. Echo. Um, Oh yeah. I think echo, um, a fascinating character, very flawed, obviously, but, uh, you really appreciated him in the other 48 days and just the type of, you know, like this, this hulking guy who's just very mysterious and quiet, but just the perfect, um yin to anna lucia's yang basically kind of like you know and i really enjoyed him throughout the season so mm-hmm. gotta love mr echo oh he's so good um four for me i got our favorite brother desmond i put desmond at number four i think uh you know he, he Barely, not not in much of the season, but just in what where we saw him, it was enough to put him right there at number four. Um, I think we've said I've said enough about that. I mean, we talked about De- why we love Desmond so much in the last episode. So, oh, yeah. number four, I think, is a solid spot for him. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. For about me, I, yeah, I had uh, Hurley. Is a mm. classic. You know, and, and it was funny, like, thinking about the delightful Hurley moments in this season. Like, Hurley has a really tough season yeah. two. 
<laughs> you know, like, like he, he gets to start this relationship with Libby and it get, it ends so quick, like before it can really even take off the ground almost, you know, and that, and that's, you know, just, just that storyline, you know I mean? Like the whole food thing and going crazy and Dave and all that stuff. But like Hurley is just one of my all time favorite characters. And I love the way they allow, they do something incredible with Hurley where even when things are dark for him, he is still lovable and funny, yes. you know, in the midst of those things. And Jorge Garcia is just fantastic, you know? Um, yeah, I could, I could go on about him, but um, I like the fact that even in season two where things take a very dark turn for him, um, he is still such a compelling character and can even still have moments that are uh, moments of levity and everything or what he can bring. So for sure. Funny. You should mention early cause he's my number three. Um, nice. And for all those reasons you mentioned, and I, the only other thing I'll add is basically that he's again and again, he's reminding uh, the care other characters like, you know, in was it three minutes when they're going to, they're arguing back and forth about whether they should go. Like Michael's like, we should go now. And he's like, they're dead. Basically Hurley's the one who's kind of reminding us like, this is of the humanity of the whole situation. Like yeah. we're people and we need to live together basically. Well, Jack is kind of losing that side of it, like live together mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, Hurley's Hurley's keeping the faith basically. Um, and you appreciate that about him throughout mm-hmm. the season so he is my three nice who is so, your three for me we're we're flip-flopped in three and four i think because i i have mr echo for number three well he was five for me so. oh he was five. Oh, okay that's right oh yeah you had a uh, desmond desmond at four yep yep mm-hmm. uh mr echo ah oh, man i just mm-hmm. I feel like my my top three honestly are very interchangeable. Like I, I'm, sure. I'm almost like rethinking it right now. Like the the Mister Echo and then my top two. Like all all three of them, I love so much throughout this season. Um, I love, yeah, I I love Mister Echo's whole story and his whole backstory and the way we learn, you know, that he he was a priest and then we find out oh he was actually. <laughs> like a drug lord who disguised mm-hmm. himself as a priest and then kind of became one by default, you know, like, like just the way the twists and turns of the character to get to where he is now. Um, and I really, even in, like you were saying it near the end of the season, there's some, some stuff that's almost frustrating with him. Um, I still love him in the midst of it. He's such a, <laughs> he's yeah. such a good character. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Echo is is one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I think what so- sealed it for me with Echo keeping him on the list is at the at the very end of Live Together Die Alone when you know Charlie and he's trying to leave and then Echo says I gotta go back for John. And I'm like, yeah, there it is. Like he still cares enough to go back for John even when John locked him out of the hatch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good old Mr. Echo. Yep. All right. We've reached the top two. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two is, I believe, your number five, Rose. 
Oh uh, yeah, I just nice. I, I gotta have. I mean, Rose. I if as if he didn't love her enough already. Um, you get the the SOS, and you and you get uh, other Rose moments in this, like her sitting next to Locke in SOS, I believe, and just kind of yeah. reminding him of what's great about this island. I love that moment. And there's oh, yeah. other like with her and Hurley in uh, um. Everybody, Everybody hates Hugo. Yeah. yeah. When she talks him down from blowing everything up is a really great moment. Rose yeah. is the best character on Lost. I was going to put her at number one, but I'm like, that just seems too on the nose. Obviously, Rose is number <laughs> one of everything. There's another character that I was like, this character is definitely my favorite of season two. But nice. uh, Rose is... I love Rose. So. Yep. So what you got for Dose? For number two... uh if if this is uh the emmys this guy is uh uh succession he's showing up all over my lists uh desmond um (laughs) he uh yeah he he's in there for such a short time but uh the when he does show up it's like all my favorite stuff you know I, Mm -hmm. i feel like um he's just such a good character and um, such an interesting uh, wild card for the season. Like when he shows up, you're just like, what is the deal with this guy? And then when you get his full story in the finale, it just blows everything else away. Like that you were wondering about him. Like, uh, And in the midst of that, he's a very human person that you sympathize with all along the way, even though you're getting these giant, reveals and mysteries and all this yeah. stuff you know this this larger than life story about this guy um and yet in the midst of it it's just a guy who loves a girl and wants to be with her and feels like he's been disgraced you know and and needs to win his honor back you know it's just all of the relatable stuff but yeah he's it's it, it like uh mr echo he could have been number one um and all three of these these top three are interchangeable for me, but but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Desmond is the like we said in the finale. He's the perfect combination of a lot of different characters. He's sort of in the middle, kind mm-hmm. of an exploration of a lot of different themes, and a really compelling one because you love the character and you want him to succeed. So, yep. yeah, Desmond. So number one, and I have I wonder. I kind of feel like because last year I think we had the same one, right? We both had, I think it was Jin, I believe. That's what I was thinking. As yeah, number one, um, which Jin didn't make it this year, but Jin wasn't as big a part of the season as yeah. you know previous. I think it's funny because I'm I'm thinking about it now. I feel like my favorite character list this year is a lot different than it was last year. Probably like the only one on here on there that was on there last year is Hurley, probably. Um, yeah although maybe another one but because other other ones are new characters so Mm -hmm. or rose and bernard which didn't count last year so or rose didn't count last year for me anyway Um, Mm -hmm. but number one so let's see but then we do this like we guessed who our, our favorites were so who do you think would be my favorite season two character i'm gonna guess 
is it Saeed? Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. Yeah, Saeed is my favorite season two character because he's just, in season two, I feel like he's, and we saw it a little bit in season one, but really this this season he got to do it a lot where he's this very logical character. He's very methodical, not not driven by emotion very often, but he's seeing these injustices or these things that are wrong. Like he sees Ben and he's like, I know he's one of them because I know he's this callous guy who can use these tragedies to benefit mm-hmm. himself. Or he sees Michael and he he understands like like okay this guy is a guy who's desperate and he's being manipulated out of his desperation and he just understands these things and you can see it on his face like and especially with Shannon of course and mm-hmm. with her him and Anna um, so I feel like Saeed has some of the best moments of season two um, and he's a fascinating character because he's not a very emotional guy but he 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 understands it and he. You know, you just he feels for it, and he's fighting, and like mm-hmm. like we said, he's the MVP, and we kind of jokingly say that, but I feel like he really does a lot this this season to sort of like I'm going to right some wrongs here and yeah. uh, figure this all out. So, mm-hmm. Saeed, number one. Oh yeah. So for you, and I'm kind of wondering. Do you have Saeed too? Of course, I had Saeed. <laughs> of course, you had Saeed. Yeah, we we we're on the same fat track here. I had a feeling. Yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, and and like I said, you know, I feel like my top three, all all three of them, I love so much in this season. But yeah, I felt like Saeed because there were so many times where I was just like, both both the character and the actor Naveen Andrews. It just felt like there were so many times where both were firing on all cylinders, you know, where it's just like, like he got so many good monologues, you mm-hmm. know, like talking to Henry, you know, um, you know, I, I, my name is Saeed Girard, you know, like that whole thing. Yeah. Um, the, the scene with Charlie where he, you know, where they're sitting on the beach and he says, yeah, you, you know, forgotten. have you forgotten? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, like, you would remember, you know, when he's torturing it, you know, and like just so many good moments, but then even like the most subtle things like, uh, in three minutes, I think where, where the, the scene we talked about where he's talking with Michael. Yes. And he real, like he does the calculation of realizing Michael's been compromised, but he doesn't let on. Um, and it's just like, that is an absolutely geniusly written character who is played perfectly. You know, it's just, it's hard not to recognize that. Yeah. They did, they did something amazing with Saeed this season, especially when you consider, um, like the beginning of the season is defined by him losing, you know, Shannon, (laughs) uh, and the tragedy of that. Um, and by the end, you're like, oh my gosh, Saeed is like, just, <laughs> he is not messing around at all. He's, he's out for blood for the others, you know, mm-hmm. um, but not, not allowing his emotion to cloud his judgment. Like he's, 
he's smart enough to calculate what needs to be done uh, and to do it. So yeah, he's mm-hmm. just just a really cool character. Yeah, not perfect because his you know his plan there at the end is. I think it's misguided, but at the same time, yeah. Overall, Saeed, MVP of season two. Oh yeah, down. definitely. So there you have it. We both said Saeed, so it's not only the creepy doctor, but we also said Saeed. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. So that's characters. We have episodes to get to, so we're going to talk our least favorite and our favorite episodes. So don't go anywhere. This should be good, but right now we need to take another break. So why don't we do that, and we'll be right back with more See You in Another Life Brothers after this. Welcome back to See You in Another Life Brothers. We're talking Season 2 superlatives, and we got just a couple superlatives left, and these are the big ones. These are the top, like, these are the picture of the year uh, best picture award sort of things that we got going here so let's not draw this out any further let's jump in and say not favorite but least favorite episode gotta get this out of the way oh yeah there were a few i didn't rank them or anything i never you know but i just had a cup like a couple runners up here um for least favorite of season two I had Adrift, which mm, I think mm-hmm. it, it's, I, I, I'm like, there were some great moments in Adrift. Like, like I said, one of my favorite scenes is him and yeah, young Walt. Um, but, uh, so that wouldn't be my least favorite, but it's just not, it's one of those that's just kind of, it's a, it's no pun intended, Adrift kind of in the middle of season two, like, yeah, kind of forget about that one. I feel like that was the one where, when we were talking about it. <laughs> I said something like, all right, my hot take on this episode is it's just fine. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, it's like, it's not bad. It's just there, you know, like it, it, like it does have a couple, you know, really good moments in it, but it's also just kind of like, you know, it could have been great, but Michael and Sawyer have to drift back to shore. (laughs) That's it. And so we had to do an episode on that. But um, yeah, and then I also had the hunting party is kind of one that's like, oh. which you know that that had a really compelling like Jack flashback sort of thing going in there, mm-hmm. and it has the iconic moment with you know you're not the only people. This is our island. It's not with um, with Tom and everything. So, so I wouldn't say that's my least favorite either. Um, I have a feeling we're both going to agree on least favorite but <laughs> yeah i think um, so did you have any other runners up before we both say our least favorite at the same time well it, it was interesting so you know i rank episodes as i as i watch them and i feel like my oh, yeah, rankings right. are are you know i have like i have a whole spreadsheet and i do it by categories and stuff and then i have it you know calculate the average based on all that stuff so like Mm-hmm. My lowest rated episode is not my least favorite episode, if that makes okay. any sense. Yeah, because sense. Um, my lowest rated episode was Abandoned, um, oh, which okay. I think was, I mean, it's like mainly because I didn't love the storyline of that. 
Um, but it also just felt like there there was nothing super remarkable about a lot of the categories like cinematography or like writing or any of that stuff and sure 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 and it just felt like in the same way that adrift was just kind of there i felt like that was the same thing for abandoned and that's why it was my lowest rated but my least favorite um was higher than that because it it has some really redeeming qualities but i still just never want to watch it yeah um which is fire plus water that's yep. it. That's the worst episode of season two. <laughs> <laughs> and like the thing is, like, it's in my opinion, like a ten out of ten as far as like production quality. Sure, yeah. You absolutely. know, I mean the the flashback sequences, the way they put it all together, that they edited together the dream sequences and different things, that's just incredible. You know, and, yeah. and the way they wrote it. Like, for the story they set out to tell, they did it very well. My problem is I just don't like the story, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, it's it's just too hard to watch. Yeah. Um, a lot of it. And so, yeah, for that reason alone. And, and what I realized, actually, is that uh, I believe last year, my least favorite uh, season one was Hunt was... Uh, um, what was that one called? The Charlie one, Homecoming. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Both Charlie episodes. So, That's <laughs> unfortunately, two of the three Charlie episodes so far have been the duds. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's great. It, well acted by Dominic Monaghan. A, a necessary episode in his arc. Obviously, we got to have the low point to have the high points later. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, don't want to watch it again. But I will because I watched Lost. A lot. <laughs> this is not the last time we're watching Lost. I have a problem, by the way. This is uh... <laughs> why do I do this to myself? <laughs> so there we have it. Fireplace water at the bottom. Yep. So let's go to the top favorite episodes, and um, so I know we usually do a top five. I kind of. I had a bunch of them, so I, I actually was able to make a top 10, but we won't, I don't know, what was your, how many did you have for your top list? I have top five, yes. Top five, okay. So I'll I'll give my runners up, which is 10 yeah. through 6 here. Um, I'll say, number coming in at number 10 for me, Lockdown. I think Lockdown is always one that sticks out to me as memorable, but watching it through this time, I'm like, it's not... It, it it is top ten. It's a great episode, but uh not not at the absolute top. A great performance by Terry O'Quinn, interesting episode all the way around. Um Long Con would be number nine with mm-hmm. Sawyer. Just a, a puzzle of an episode, brilliantly put together. Not one of my favorites because it's just kind of depressing, but not, yeah. not my my top favorites, but I appreciate it for what they did with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Number eight would be 48 Days, the other 48 Days. Um, nice. A very bold move to just kind of all of a sudden go and have this whole episode, which is basically a flashback. I think they pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Seven is Dave because of Dave. Queso! But, <laughs> um, but also because it's, the, it's like just unexpected existential episode of Lost, like exploring like, 
like what is this show even <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of unexpectedly in a kind of a fun weird hurley episode but also very deep with Car- hurley's character and a great moment at the end with him and libby so yep six live together die alone um just quite didn't quite crack the top five um nice but uh i got it there because desmond amazing so yep so that's where those were my runners up to get to the top five but did you have any runners up on your end um i'm gonna i'm gonna look at my my list of episodes really quick let's see i know so honestly like some of my runners up are ones like uh man of science man of faith just a great season opener and i love i love the whole tone of that episode and the fact that it takes place entirely at night like in the middle of the night i just think that's like yeah such a cool choice for the beginning of this dark season Mm -hmm. um that one and then uh i think the other one that i was mainly thinking of as another runner-up which is a really maybe an maybe kind of a weird uh, choice, but it was three minutes. Mm, um, yeah. Because that one just, I just think it's such an incredible uh, storyline to, to go back and see everything from a guy, from, from the perspective of a guy we wouldn't want to see it from, you know, we mm. don't like, Michael is the villain now. Like, why would we want to see his side of the story? And then by the end, you're like, oh, shoot, this is very messy. And why do I kind of feel bad for this guy now? You know, like that. I just think that's a that's a very incredible episode um, for what they set out to do. Um, But just didn't neither of those quite was at my my top five for for season two. But we're three minutes. Three minutes is impressive for sure. Yeah. And I think that's a worthy one. Yeah. Um, so top five. Let's see. So how about we stop with start with my five, which was actually your runner up, Man of Science, Man of Faith. I nice. Put that one yeah. at number five. And the, the reason I'll give for it, among other things, like what you're saying, it's an incredible opener, kind of in the middle of the night, just very cool episode. Um, I'll say it's because of the exploration of miracles and kind of the idea of like with Jack kind of Jack is presented with miracles, both on and off the Island. And, you know, with on the Island, it's at the very end with Desmond. I love that they kind of pull the rug out from under like this guy's here now, this guy who was a big influence in your yes. life, but, and, and just kind of exploring how Jack sees a miracle and still just puts it on himself. Like, how do you respond to miracles? I think it's a really good opener in that way and kind of exploring that, that theme. So I'd say man of science, man of faith, number five. Nice. What about you? Mine is, is actually a surprise for me. And I think, I think it'll be for you too. Um, uh, since you, you actually mentioned this one as one of the ones you contemplated near the bottom uh, was the hunting party okay um which i it was a surprise for me because this this was one that was in my top five after i looked at how they how i my numbers had been calculated you know according to just the ways i ranked them and stuff and i was like oh man that one's in the top five but the more i thought about it 
the just in the rewatch of that episode it was such a fun uh reveal episode you know like yeah seeing the others out in the jungle and like this defeat where they just take their guns and stuff just so much of that as well as um seeing the the three guys you know Locke and Jack and Sawyer going off into the jungle and kind of taking this thing chasing after Michael to make sure he doesn't get killed by the others essentially and having it turn into kind of a character study of those three guys as they're going mm-hmm. out there too um mm-hmm. was was just a fun episode in in my opinion just like kind of one of those almost like quintessential like this is what lost is like you know episodes so sure um it was kind of surprising but uh but i enjoy that one being near the top for me so nice yeah that's a good one yeah i think the reason i put that one near the bottom was it's just kind of like it's one that didn't hit me as well as the other ones but yeah the more you talk about it, the more i'm like i should move that one up i should move them all up but uh well yeah. and it's funny because it's like it's one that i wouldn't have thought like i'd kind of forgotten even what happened in that episode and then in the rewatch i was like oh man there's this is kind of a classic, you know, there's some classic stuff in this, so. Mm-hmm. So the two Dr. Jack episodes are, are number five. Oh, yeah. There you, so go. there you go. So what's your number four? <clears throat> number four, Queso. Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah, Dave. I, anything, I, anything where, uh, a show or movie floats the idea that maybe everything you've seen has been a lie. Mm-hmm. I'm already intrigued, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but the fact that it's a Hurley episode and it's, it's kind of a self-contained thing. Um, and such a surprising thing of Hurley sees a bald man in the woods and starts yeah. chasing after him. What is this episode? Like, uh, this one and a couple others on this list and honestly the rest of my list i feel like are episodes where the writers really swung for the fences you know and yeah. they were not messing around they really took a big risk um and in my opinion it paid off with a with a very interesting compelling episode um that's also really heartfelt um uh and moving um by the end um yeah, Dave. Dave is a classic. Dave is great. Yep. love that guy. That weird <laughs> bald man. Um, yep. So my number four is one of them. So yeah. I'll go with one of them, uh, which is you know if it's one that I I've over I overlook when I think back on one of them. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it's the episode after the long con. That's how, how I think of it. It's like. <laughs> You know, because the long con is such a memorable episode, but I think one of them, um, and memorable, be- this one is memorable because Ben, you know, it's an introduction of Ben Henry Gale. Um, but I think the reason I love it is mainly Saeed yeah. um, and his, this is where he, he kind of wakes up after the, what goes on with Shannon. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's finally presented face to face with, the reason basically for, I mean, Anna shot um, Shannon because 
he thought he was one of the others. Now he sees who he he realizes it is one of the others. But he realizes it because not because he says he's one of the others or anything like that, but he he looks into his eyes and understands that this is what the type of person that would, you know, try to profit off of another person's misery or like use it to his advantage, mm. that sort of thing. So he's like, you would remember, but you don't have, you don't feel, you don't. And so that's why I like this episode. It's like, he is one of them is, it's not just, he's one of the others, but he's one of those people that could, you know, be so despicable. And so you just can't handle it. So one of them is a really impactful episode for that reason. Oh yeah. That's, that's really one of the, one of the great ones. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. So number three, um, coming in at number three for me is and found. Oh yeah. 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 And found, I had to say the correct name of the episode. Um, of course. Yes. This episode, another one that's low key, like one that you forget about, but I think I like it because of how clever it is, how clever they, the writers are. To just you do his Jin and Sun episode, and to sort of have it be how they find each other, mm-hmm. and how Sun is trying to find, she's trying to escape, basically, you know, society. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get out. She's trying to get free from these shackles. Jin is trying to get into, you know, he's basically trying to work his way up. She's trying yeah. to get out. But they find each, but and and so both of their plans come to naught in the episode, in the flashbacks, and kind of on the island too, in a way. But uh, really, and then they find each other though, just mm-hmm. out of the blue. And I think I love that message of it. It's like, you know, you can try to to create your salvation, but it, it's not something you can manufacture. It it is given to you, that sort of thing. Which it, the lost is together is the ultimate you know, message of loss, live together or die alone. So that's why I like this one. And that's why I think it's, it deserves to be this high on the list, I think. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's such a good episode. I, ah, Jin and Sun, they're, mm-hmm. they're the best. Yeah. But yeah. So what do you got? Three, Me, number three, I've got SOS. Ah, I right. love love that episode so much i was looking forward to it so much um and i feel like it it was one of those rare viewing experiences where i knew that i was i knew that i loved the episode and it was somehow even better than i remembered you know like (laughs) like my expectations were so high and it was like yeah this is this is a great one this is one of the greats um where uh these two characters just just the flashbacks alone are like some of the best storytelling in the series you know like they they are so efficient in telling you know the best love story in lost (laughs) you know like uh you just love you fall in love with these characters right away and then at the same time there's this storyline happening on the episode where you're not really understanding why they're in conflict with each other mm-hmm. until you realize, you know, by the end that Rose has been healed by the Island. Um, and 
Bernard in both the flashback and on the island does the mental calculation so quick that he'll do whatever he can, whatever he needs to do to be with her. Yep. Um, even if that means staying on the island. Yeah. It's it's what more can you say about that? It's so good. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. So top two. So what is your number two? My number two is the other 48 days. Ah, okay. I, that one, another one that I was really looking forward to. And again was like, yeah, this is just, <laughs> this is just really good. Um, I, and once again, you know, another one of those where I feel like the writers, like you were saying, uh, when you mentioned it in your top 10, like they, they were really bold and decided to just do a straight up flashback episode of these characters who we don't really know, you know, mm-hmm. and just devoting the whole episode to telling their whole story. Um, and they, the fact that they did it as well as they did um, and help us to understand these characters, but also fill in the gaps of things that we've been wondering about, like who was on the other end of that call for Boone, you know, and just like filling in the gaps of, of um, what happened when the guys from the raft collided with them, you know, like what was the deal there? Like filling in the storyline, but also telling a very compelling story of all of these new characters. That's a really incredible thing that they were able to do. Um, And to have it be so emotionally satisfying, especially when um, Echo, uh, you know, waited 40 days to talk and she waited 40 days to cry, you know, like all of that stuff. That's just really, really good. So, yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh, So my number two then is Collision. I say collision at number two. Collision is in the same, in a similar vein to my favorite episode of season one, which was Do No Harm, which is just, Mm. uh, it feels like this is lost at its very best. Like it's, it's, it's like the episode you'd want to watch, uh, where it, it, it has everything. It has, you know, um, drama. It has some a little bit of comedy sprinkled in. It has like the emotional punches in there. I mean, it just it, and it's really fascinating to see these these groups come together, and uh, you know, it has a great flashbacks with Anna Lucia, and you're you're exploring this with her, and that mm-hmm. scene with her and Said at the end, and then like you were saying with your favorite scene where it's like suddenly they pull the rug out from under you at the very end and they give you that emotional gut punch and just you're left with as a blubbering mess. Yeah. It's just like, it's got everything. So collision. And and it kind of hit me by surprise at this you go through Mm -hmm. because I mean, I knew it was a, is a, it's a, you know, a solid episode and, and noteworthy because they come together as the term collision indicates, but I didn't remember it being this rich. So yeah, it was a fun one to watch this time through. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right. So we have reached the mountaintop and now we have to guess. Let's see. So why don't I guess what your number one is? 
And I got to remember which ones you've already said. Because you've said a few. I've so. said The Hunting Party was number five. Dave at four. SOS at three. And the other 48 days at two. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to guess that your favorite was Live Together, Die Alone. Bingo. Yeah. Yep. I know you too well. Uh, <laughs> it's the Desmond. It's the Desmond. It's got to be. You know, and I feel like I'm going to be tempted from here on out that finales are going to be among yeah. my top because, like, um, Lost just knows how to give you a great finale. Um, and I feel like the season two one, I mean, I, I've said enough already, but just the fact that the season two finale again it's a bold move to make it centered essentially on a character who is not a main character he's a guest star you know um we're not even guaranteed at this point that he's going to be in any further episodes but they tell us a compelling story about this guy for two hours (laughs) you know um and the fact that it works is incredible. Um, and then like so many other things in, in the episode are going on that are just heightened um, drama and interesting storylines and everything with Locke and uh, Echo and then everything with their plan to try and get the others that ultimately fails. But mm-hmm. um, just all of that uh, adds to it. Just a really, really satisfying episode. So, yep. Live together, die alone. Nice. It's a good one. I'm going to guess for you, since you haven't, I don't think you've mentioned it in, in 6 through 10 uh, or or your other ones so far. I'm going to guess SOS? Yep. Yeah. That's it. We're too good at guessing each other. Um, <laughs> but yeah, SOS. I mean, like you've already said everything about SOS. So the only thing I'll add is uh, the that song these arms of mine at the very beginning at the very end i think that that part of it i just love that they it's a perfect song to add into there and it makes it just this episode feels like its own thing i mean it works perfectly in the course of the season and everything but that song makes it feel just classic it's like this is a classic love story of these two and it's 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 the bright spot in this dark season um, and it's the the standard that everyone could try to, you know, if we could come together, we could have it too. <laughs> so it's it's a really sweet episode, obviously, for a lot of reasons. And I think it's just, it's too good not to, I mean, I Collision was going to be number one, but I'm like, I can't, I got a soft spot for SOS. So yeah. I put that one at number one. Man, I'm I'm like rethinking even my top, scene of the series the more i think about sos like the just the moment of bernard saying like like well we'll never leave or whatever you know Mm -hmm. like just the idea gosh that is just lost is a gift that's such a good uh episode and such a that just hits something strikes a chord with you no matter what you know like the idea of um that's what love is you know the idea that like well, I guess I'm changing my whole <laughs> my whole yeah. plan because um, that's that's what we should do. We we're not going to make the SOS sign. We're not leaving. So absolutely, 
It's a great. It, it's a the only episode I think in the whole series that has the conflict, the two character conflict, and the resolution in the same episode. It's yeah, like, that's true. Rose and Bernard they have a conflict, and then oh, they've resolved, and now they live happily ever after because <laughs> they're just yep. not going to leave. So there's no nothing more. I mean, they do have a little bit more of some tension there in season three when Bernard tries to be Rambo, but otherwise. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, there you have it. Our really long season two recap with all these things. We just had to, so much good in season two that we just had to give you it all. So we hope you enjoyed it out there. But I know I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Fun. Man, I, I could, I could talk <laughs> so much yeah. more about it. But man, I'm looking forward to season three. Oh, man, oh I'm, yes. I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff in that season. So, yeah, season three, a very interesting episode, an episode with a lot of ups and downs, both in, you know, drama and episode quality at times. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be will <laughs> be interesting to see if, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see like certain episodes, if I enjoy them more going through it this time than I, you know, have in past times. So we'll see. I feel like that season three is is the one with some of the strongest fan opinions about certain episodes maybe <laughs> you know yes. like the uh some of the most um yeah just heated uh uh conversations come up about certain episodes <laughs> so yeah it'll be interesting to to get through them so yep and so you can look for that um you listeners out there I think what the plan will be is to put that out season three, because this is coming out about November. So season three, 2023, we kind of have a year thing going on because 2022 is season two kind of encapsulated. So season three, 2023, and uh, you can look forward to that coming soon. But uh, for now, we hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for talking lost with me, bro. Always a good time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You too. Yep. And thank you all for listening. And until next time, we will see you in another season. Brothers. Bye. Bye.